Let us not forget all God's benefits as stated in Psalm 103 verse 2. As believers, we must know God has our best interests at heart. He wants us and others to join him in the kingdom as his son Yeshua sacrificed himself for us. Be a part of this magnificent story and become a partner with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery, co-host of the Stone Builders Hour. As the laborers, they are spreading his good news. Contact them at welivingstones.org or call 580-634-5896. Once again, that website is welivingstones.org. And that phone number is 580-634-5896. Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery, my lovely wife and your host today. That's That's right. Tomorrow, too. (laughs) And and you know what? Um, Last week was Thanksgiving. This is the week afterwards. So y'all with me now? That's why it's very important for all y'all to go back to uh, our podcast so you can listen to last week's show, which had uh, JC and I, and we were hosting our brother and my sisters. Uh, uh, you got to go back and check that out because uh, it's awesome. But you know what? We got a treat for you today because they're still with us. They're still with us today. And we're out here on the farm. It's cold outside. Too cold. You know what we need to do? We need to go fire up some wood outside and make some uh, toasted uh, what do they call s'mores or something yes. maybe we should do that in the mighty name of Yeshua praise God you know but last week we uh, had our uh, we were talking about uh, each one of them were giving their testimony and today we're going to go free flowing yes well welcome podcast and radio family to another set uh, session where we're focusing on Gary's family and introducing some needed aid that you need for those who come from single parent households. Come on now, you know you need to survive in these difficult times. Prices rising, uh, gas going up. It just seems like everything costs more. All I know is when you talk about that last week turkey, all I know is that turkey costs a heck of a lot more than what I've ever paid. And I think on the farm, we're going to raise some turkeys so we can next year I can go out and slay me one. You know what? Y'all can go to our website at www.welivingstones.org. Put your order in for your turkey right now for 2023. Hey, because I I'll start I raising them right now. Yes, I we will. Guarantee that it will no have it won't have any GMOs in it. No it Asian flu. It will be free range. They'll have some. You know what? You know people do eat turkey eggs. You always yes, eat they chicken do. eggs, but you know there's turkey eggs too. Bigger too, probably. Yes, indeed. But just yeah. know you can listen at your convenience at any of the shows. Not only on Wave ninety four point one on Thursdays at five p.m. FM, but you can listen at. The other podcasts like iHeart, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Samsung, and more. And just know you can be a partner with us in the Stone Builders Hour because, you know, it takes M-O-N-E-Y to run the show, to continue to produce the show, and to continue to grow because we want to move into other Regions. I mean, that's our name, Living Stones International. So we want to move into the world. And you can join us at any time. Pastor? Well, I just thank God to have my sisters and my bro here because uh, uh, 
memories are so important. And also, when you have an opportunity to come together to even, what's that song? When I look back over my life and I think things over. I won't I complain. Say. <laughs> <laughs> I won't complain. Uh, we need to find that song and play it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh, just uh, reliving some of our, uh, our times of uh, good and bad. And I know during the holidays, we're always uh, stressful. Uh, in our household for you know various reasons and dynamics and and uh, even though it just don't seem like there was always never enough money or never enough this or never enough mm-hmm. that and but we've always somehow made it through and to see how things are today and how they were yesterday I remember uh, people were, you know it's like our animals today you know it's like vets doctors huh yeah we had dogs and animals we grew up with animals but what was a vet never heard of it you know (laughs) and our our dogs they had diabetes with us they had hypertension (laughs) with us because they ate up our dog uh, after our table because who's gonna spend 19 cents for a can of dog food and a a can of baked beans cost 13 come on hey all right (laughs) which one we gonna eat (laughs) so but um i know that we grew up um I don't know. I had a great time growing up and I felt that I had a lot of independence. I had sisters who looked out for me and spoiled me. Um, My oldest sister doing my prom rented me a car. All right. Another sister taking care of me. And for some reason, my brother always whipped my ass until I got a certain (laughs) age. (laughs) So, you know, he was my hero. But he also uh, sometimes trying to get me motivated because I had a lot of drama and issue coming out of a, a broken household. And, um, uh, and my brother did the best for what he knew to try to help shake me up and shake me out so I can uh, snap out of it so I can join the world. And uh, Well, Pastor, before you go on, the, the interesting thing when you said that, one of the things that people who are looking for faith or people who are looking for a way to continue to live their life we want you to know god doesn't change your personality if you were loud in the world you're gonna be loud in your faith if you're quiet the same way and so pastor has never changed he's always been loud so if y'all think he's loud he has always been that way but i think as a family sometimes we tend to forget that each of us have our own personality each of us have our ways of doing things. Each of us do things, even within my own family. Um, so we need to remember that family is important. Family is where it's about. And remember, God, that's what all he wanted was to have a personal relationship with us as a family. Mm-hmm. So families, get it together because yeah. we mm-hmm. are needed. How, how, was, how was it like for you guys to growing up in a uh a faith-filled, broken home. <laughs> so, how was it when, uh, how was it, I'm, this is Iris, I'm the oldest. Uh, how was it growing up in a broken home? Well, whenever it really hit me when it was happening, evidently it was happening under our eyes, but I was 16. Now, 16, that's a kind of a trying period for girls. Yes, it is. it is, it is. But uh, mom was working. And uh, after school, it was my job to get it together 
to uh, figure out what the meal, we would have talked about the plant meal planning and everything. So it was my job and Ingrid's job sometimes to do, go and actually purchase the groceries. And we had to make sure that we had, we, had, we had so much money to work with because we'd have to write a check when we go to pick up the groceries. And we'd really try to stay, we had to, we had no choice to stay within the budget that mom gave us. But there were six of us plus mom. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that made it a little bit tough. So I would say I was kind of always under pressure that uh, we weren't going to have enough. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, and, and I felt that if I didn't uh, get it right, it would be my fault that I didn't. But one of the things, I'm going to be quite frank and quite, quite honest, even though we grew up with faith and everything, I'm going to just tell you the truth. Sometimes I would get mad at God. <laughs> All right, now. And we have to be honest yeah. and truthful about it. Because, and I would say, I would go in my closet and I would say, I am so mad at you. I don't even want to talk. Why are we in this situation and this position? Right. Okay. And our dad's no longer here. Mom is busy trying to work. We're on welfare, and it's crazy. And I says, and and I'm going into 10th grade. We had just moved into a different neighborhood in the city of uh, Pittsburgh. It was called Glenwood at that time. But there was just a lot of pressure. And um, I, I'm, I'll just pass it on. But you know what? Even though I would say I'm mad at you, and I would say to myself, I don't know anything else. So even though I'm mad, I'm still going to pray anyways. And I still always have that premise that no matter how low you are, how how bad you think it is, mm. somebody may even have it worse than you. And I decided as I was maturing that in my mind, I was going to tell myself I was going to be happy today and I was going to have a good day. Even though the tears sometimes may be running down my eyes or down my face, I decided that I was going to choose to try to be happy. I don't know whether that would ever help anybody. It helped me. Yes, amen. Say, that's, that's, it helped me. Yes, it's so a reality. I think we have choices. Uh, and sometimes if, when you need, when you think you need help, Sometimes you may have to talk to someone else. But when we were growing up, there wasn't anybody necessarily that we could talk to. All right. We'd have to just work it out in our heads <laughs> and, and, and try to figure things out. Because we were during a period where kids, people had to figure things out. I love what you said about going to your prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. Being transparent to the Almighty. And, uh, and that's what he wants. He wants, uh, that's how your angels get empowered, you know, because you're being truthful and honest with the Almighty. Amen. So cause some people just come up and just say, oh, you know, they'd just be crying in a bucket of water. But then how about emptying out the bucket first, you know? That's the truth. I think it's so important for also saying that you were angry with God. Because God, he's personal. He wants to know that you being personal too. And when you mention those things or say those things, he says, 
Look at my daughter, Iris. She up there crying her eyes out. I think I'm gonna have to do something for her. But that's but that's what that's the kind of God that I serve. I don't know about anybody else, but I I have a personal God. I have a God who really cares about what I think and say and do. He helped you go to college. Yes. Yeah, you said uh, yeah. your first, the second became first to go yeah. to college, and then the, the third became second. But then the, I the went first to college. That's true. I went to college in uh, 1971. I got a scholarship for a, a special program, university community educational program, University of Pittsburgh. All it right. was an affirmative action, and I say thank you, yay, hooray, for affirmative action because I'm a member of it, and I was in that class i started in may of 71 and i do have a diploma with a bachelor of science degree in health information management All and right. it worked it worked for me and it gave me a chance and opportunity that's what i mean awesome. about the, the the top three were upstanding citizens <laughs> and educator because we bought them free we went to college oh jamil imaging went to college and graduated yeah. praise yeah. god and olive went to uh, got a uh, nursing degree and then uh, I'm the I'm the I'm the only one left. The out. knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ingrid, <laughs> give us some words of wisdom. Yep. So, well, for me, and I, 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 what I did too was immediately go to work. I just figured out, okay, let's. Uh, after Dad was gone, we were trying to figure out what to do. All I knew was that we had to work. And we were going to have to pick, everybody was going to carry their weight. And it was my goal to be the boss. And I was going to make sure that everyone <laughs> pulled their weight. <laughs> and so it was a bit militaristic probably because that was dad's experience was military. So I brought that right home because it was nothing. We were used to have making those uh, corners on that bed. Okay. We knew how to make them tight so that you could put a coin in it. So we did all that stuff. So I guess I took up that lead. So to make sure that everybody stayed in tune and stayed on task so that we could make that, make it, we could survive and so we did it as long as we could and helped mom as long as we could went to work got my first job down at McCrory's and you know washing dishes because I wanted to be a, a bank teller but at that time they weren't hiring us as bank tellers and stuff like that listen to that yeah. audience okay it's really reality it's what we've been through and so for me college was a way to all the social issues were coming to bear and I became very active. I became an activist from college to, to the present day. And I think it's about getting involved because God is uh, God is in all things and always present. Yes, and we have is. to believe that yes, we are enough. There is no lack. And yes. we have to get busy doing the work that God has called us to do with a plan. Yes. With a plan. We don't just go out there and just talk the talk and not walk it. We got to know that. And we're going to bring people along because we lead to win. And we win for God. That's what it's all about. So I've just been committed to that and hope that, you know, that's, that is what my mantle is. All right. Amen. Uh, Greg, what, what do you have to share with us? I will confirm that my sister Ingrid <laughs> was the equivalent of a drill sergeant. All right. All right. <laughs> <And> she... <laughs> And, and I will say, I will state unequivocally <laughs> I will state unequivocally that she was my personal enemy. <laughs> so you see, it's real during that, 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 that period of our lives. So there was nobody happier to see her go away to college than me. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 one of the things that is uh truly wonderful um 
in terms of you know passages of time and all um my sister Ingrid and I, from some of the interactions that we had growing up, and a lot were related to the fact that we came from a broken home and our various our different kind of reactions to that. Uh, one of the things that happened uh, after we were adults, she was living in Pennsylvania, she was a teacher uh, over there, a school teacher. I was living in South Jersey. Um, I was in private uh, legal practice at that particular point. And we had an opportunity to, to talk, and it became clear to me for the first time that all of the hostility and everything I felt for my sister, <laughs> and she was just being so mean, was just her reaction to the responsibility Placed that on she her. had yeah. assumed. And I and and so therefore I, I should not take that personally against her. And we were able to have that whole talk yeah. out, right? Yeah. But it was necessary for us to actually communicate yeah. that. Yeah. Um one of the things that happened when you know after our parents separated, we uh we didn't think of ourselves like this uh, looking back. You know, we were poor, right? Um my mother at that particular time, didn't have a job initially, although she worked at a, a, a what what the equivalent of a five and ten store, uh, probably making less than a dollar an hour or whatever it was at that particular point that that, that she that she was able to get. And then there were the kids, and they, they they there was public assistance because initially my father I don't believe was sending any money in support of the six kids. Uh, so we were living off of public assistance. Uh, back then, um, there used to be something called, um, well, free food, but I, I forgot, it was surplus. Yes, it was, it was government it was, surplus. It was called, surplus. Best food. cheese in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you, we, I remember taking the wagon yeah. Yeah. And loading up the wagon yeah. with cheese and flour and rice and <laughs> dried, eggs. dried eggs, powdered milk, and remember bringing it all all back home. And for for some for for some, it was a matter of embarrassment. Okay, because not everybody needed free food, right? But I never remember feeling embarrassed about that. You know why? <laughs> You know why? <laughs> because I was helping my mom. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, I was helping my mom. My mom needed this, me to do this. She needed me to do that. And I was just helping my mom. And that was one of the ways that I could contribute. Yeah. Okay? Um, there was a, a period of time uh, when we used to do all kinds of things in the summer, right? And then in, in the winter. And one of the things that we did was we used to shovel snow. We used to go up to a place called Squirrel Hill and shovel snow. That made, we made money shoveling snow. So I was able to come back home and <laughs> give part of it to my mom, okay? So one of the things that, that I think um, broken homes don't necessarily mean, we say broken, you're broken from a traditional kind of sense, but there are opportunities. And the opportunities 
basically lie in the experiences that the different individuals who are experiencing are going through. And they don't all have to be bad because that's a perspective. It's part of walking through life and assuring people who are going through different circumstances today that, look, this is just a period. It's just part of a transition for you to move to another place. And the thing that you have to do is take those experiences that you've lived, okay, and see them as what they are, resources for you to look upon, back upon, to draw and, and draw inspiration from. Well, it's interesting that you said that. There's some key points. Just the very fact that your family pulled together to do the right thing. Everyone uh, assumed a role. And you played that role to the hilt. Even and I understand, uh, Greg. You talk about Ingrid because my brother BJ does the same thing with me. He says he still has to beat me up because I used to be not a drill sergeant, but I was the taskmaster to keep them in line <laughs> to this day. So families hear the words. You can do it. You can accomplish things. You don't have to, even though your situation may be dire. When you put the Lord first, he can resurrect you. I mean, that's what he did with Lazarus. He raised him from the dead. And then the funny thing is, when he got ready to do it, what did he say? He prayed. He said, Father, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it so everyone else can see your glory. So when people always ask us, how do you do those things? How do you be in business? How are you able to accomplish those things it's because we put god first and then knowing that he's going to make a way where there is no way knowing that he's going to help us survive the situation but you got to have faith you got to believe it and see it come come to fruition yeah i have to we 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 refer to uh we six kids we lost uh two of our sisters and um amen uh it's uh isla um Boy, Olive was a truly a special uh, young woman who um, had um, two children, Autumn and and uh, Jonathan, and uh, and she has grandchildren now. And and uh, we just, I just want, I just want to speak their names yes. and life into yes. uh, her seed and uh, and her grandchildren, and and also uh, Imogene uh, with Sunny and. Uh, Justin and Joey, uh, three sons, I mean, two sons and a daughter and, uh, and Imogene has grandchildren and, and by um, them living, uh, uh, they're living also and, and I miss them uh, because we were, we were running partners there for a while. You know, we were the, <laughs> we were the rat pack, huh? <laughs> but we did contribute. We did do things. And one thing I say is that education was, so was very important. Uh, I guess I just got, bo- I just got bored with school. I just needed to go to work. I'm just, uh, I'm just a hands-on, just want to work. You know? No, reality is nobody could tell him what to do. That's what that is. He, <laughs> he had to take control and said, that there's nothing they can teach me, but you know, that that's kind of history isn't that what steve job did isn't that what uh, microsoft um i'm trying to think of the boy's name bill gates did there are sometimes there's that person who has the knowledge and the understanding and they just need to move on it 
and education helps people like me who could go to school forever because that's what I would I love to do but not everybody's there so but God always provides uh, a path for you to take mm-hmm. and I did not go to the school of hard knocks oh amen I, thank I went you to the school of streets <laughs> <laughs> I went to the school of streets and the streets helped me uh, start businesses and understand um, you know uh, production uh, quality control amen uh, you know supply and demand transportation you know weights and measures so the streets and not everybody need to be in the streets that's true that's because true sometimes that streets you know consumes you and next thing you know you're doing five to ten amen <laughs> in the state and sometimes life <laughs> I, I just have to bring this up because uh, we used to uh, pastor started going into the prison at Wakala and one of the things that he would always do the men loved him but he was hard on them too uh, whenever they didn't stay in order but he would always tell them and he would laugh at it he would say I was the one that got away they didn't catch me so um, you know and there but the but what left the impression with the men is that here's a man who was able to come back and help them through their own process help them to kind of get on their own feet but knowing that sometimes people do get away with stuff but just know God sees everything and he hears everything and he knows everything. I'm so thankful that he caught me and slapped me up beside my Amen. Head Amen. Some sense into me. All right. That's why I thank him for those guardian angels and praying mamas and praying and grandmothers. Yes. And brothers and sisters. Yes. Because that has been my protection. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, we have to get ready to, to sign out and everything. I'm just going to end with another prayer. And Before you go, I just want to say thanks to Iris and Ingrid and Greg for being here and to witnessing what we're doing. Uh, sometimes uh, it was great you coming because one of the things that it did was encourage me uh, to know that people see, sometimes you don't see what other people see. And then when people give you uh kudos for doing what you're doing then that's a blessing to me so thank you for the blessing praise god thank you that's why i love that woman you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I, i'm just trying to be the the man that the almighty uh, called me to be you know and you all can be there too when you decide to just put down the toys and focus so dear father uh, we come before you uh, with uh, my family today i just ask dear lord that you just be our guide in whatever we do Help us to live in unity. And I pray, Father, that each one of us will grow in your understanding. Help us, Jehovah, to love and to accept each other as we are with all our strength along with our shortcomings, dear Lord. I pray that no ploy from the wicked divide us, keep us, prosper us, Keep us unified in the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen, amen. Thank you. So we'll tune in. I know we won't have uh, our family with us, but just know I won't complain. I've had some hills to climb. I've had 
some weary days and some lonely nights but when I You know what? All of my good days outweigh my bad days. I, I won't complain.